Hi, this is Aaron Eisberg Nog from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Beyond Trek. You can follow them on Twitter at Beyond Trek Pod and on Facebook at Beyond Trek Productions. This is Beyond Trek Podcast, your source for Star Trek on social media and around the web. I'm Big J. I'm Marie. And I'm Dag, the Trivia Master. You can find us on Facebook at Beyond Trek Podcast and on Twitter at Beyond Trek Pod. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about these uh, top 10 Star Trek Voyager memes that I found on Screen Rant. And this is really cool by Kaylina Pierce Bowen, published on July 17th. So, yes, it's uh, Star Trek 10 hysterical Voyager logic memes only true fans understand. And, uh, yeah, by uh, is that Kaylina Pierce Bowen on uh, July 17th. Uh, Kaylina. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you for that, Marie. Uh, so Star Trek, 10 historical Voyager memes. Uh, let's see. If you don't mind, I'd like to start with uh, this first one, uh, starting at number 10. So let's do it. All right. All right. Let's settle in. You got your, you got your adult beverages. I do. I have wine. Red Ooh, wine. You have red wine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Okay. What are you guys drinking? I am drinking beer excellent big j i i have whiskey and coke which is my favorite those are both classics so by the time we get to number one we may be a little uh i guess a little worse for the wear right it's a perfect post about this because it already frustrates me when i first open it did you try opening this on your cell phone no what kind of maniac would try to open that on their cell phone you'd get killed with ads oh is that what happened it is exactly what happened. And so I haven't even really had a good chance to look through all this. So you'll be getting my first impressions as we go along. I thought you had a computer. Well, I do. So it's first impressions as we go down on it. But I'm never on my computer, Big J. I'm always just on my phone. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if you guys don't mind, uh, while you're getting it pulled up or whatnot, I've already got it. So let me read you the first one. So it's uh, we've got Janeway. Everyone's favorite captain Janeway just kind of looking um I don't know non-pleased so here's what it says tentacled beasts that breathe vacuum are tearing the ship apart and devouring the frostbitten corpses of our jettisoned crew one at a time like some sort of twisted hors d'oeuvres and the bottom part says hold your fire they may be trying to communicate Oh boy yeah she definitely gave a lot of benefits to the doubt on that yeah, I mean, she she would give leeway to, you know, any any of the aliens because uh, it's it's her curiosity. Because if, if you remember, Janeway came from the um, the science part of Starfleet, right. and in in Star Trek, uh, I know I remember that kind of being unique in regards to seeing a captain that was not in the traditional command. I I don't think we ever saw. Well, we did see a engineer oriented captain the first time was Scotty when he got promoted um, at the start of Star Trek three and was going to be uh, heading up uh, the Excelsior project, like the finishing touches on the transwarp transwarp drive. Um, And yeah, I guess Spock counts before that because Spock was on the science side and he became captain of the enterprise after the second five-year mission, uh, excuse me, second five-year mission, which is uh, kind of semi-canon 
the the second five year mission was after the void of V'ger incident. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's mostly in like the the books and the, and the comics. But yeah, after after that was done, um, and Kirk retired again, or you know just went into the uh, um, academy overseeing, Spock was promoted to captain. So, but uh, yeah, for for Janeway having a scientist as a captain, and I, I think that was kind of a I don't want to call it a failing of, of her, but I think her curiosity got, well, got them there in the first place. Honestly. Dag, what do you think about this? I know you guys are speaking English, but I'm trying to figure out if you're communicating. (laughs) You've had too many beers. Too many already. You just started. Well, you know, it's the perfect time for it. We're a Thursday, thirsty Thursday. And (laughs) what better? (laughs) Friday Eve. Yes, Friday Eve. Janeway was right. There are aliens out there that speak by eating. I speak by drinking. Hey, everyone has their form of communication, right? They do. How about we move on to number nine? Murray, you want to take this one? Yeah, you got it. If you scroll past the ads on your your phone, yeah, that'll pull up. (laughs) Well, Big J, I'm on a computer now, but during the week when we're discussing this, it just... I was just on my phone and it was, I can't, okay. I have to rant about this for a second because it was the most clickbaity site. Screen rant. Oh yeah. I can't believe it. Like how is anyone supposed to navigate these without throwing their phone? Well, and I wonder why that's a phone thing because whenever I'm on the phone, I have to be very careful about scrolling because I'll accidentally hit my thumb on an ad that, that pops up and traps me uh, right before I try to scroll. but. On the desktop, it's like there's no problem. So I'm not sure. I thought that was just me. But you're seeing that too. Right. Absolutely. Well, going into number nine. So thanks for listening to my rant, by the way. It was just awful. The computer version is much better. So it says, always an ensign, never a lieutenant. And so we have Harry here. And he's giving like a look kind of like mildly annoyed. And he says, worked hard for seven years on ship stranded in Delta Quadrant as a model Starfleet officer. Builds astrometric slab, has been captured and tortured on multiple occasions, multiple shuttle craft accidents, has his genetics manipulated by aliens. Ooh, yeah, I remember that. Died. (laughs) Has been irradiated, has been shot, has been back in time in oh and in other dimensions sucked into space and killed had possibly less sex than Jordy. still an ensign that just hurts i mean that <laughs> I, I like how we go through this whole list of stuff that he's gone through and, and then suddenly died died I like just... that's not even the worst thing that's happened to him it, it's possibly had less sex than Jordy. you know i'm glad they put that last because He's first of all, he's really, really good looking. He's cute. He's smart. He's sweet. You know, he's like kind of like, I mean, as a woman, you know, looking into it, he's probably one of the most dateable characters on the show. And how really? come, well, at least for me, I don't know. <laughs> I'm speaking for all women, of course, but for me, me looking at him, it's just he's probably the one that I'd be most interested in. I mean, I'm not saying that he's he's not a he's not a handsome man, it's just I don't know. Like I've, I've seen as a, as a, uh, you know, 
more, I don't want to say more handsome, but like, and I'm not saying he's not attractive. It's just you saying that kind of, you know, I would have thought you were more of the type of the, uh, you know, the Chris Hemsworth, uh, you know, Hollywood leading man type of, you know, I mean, don't picturesque. get me wrong. Those right, right. Nice You're not going to turn them down either. <laughs> no, but I mean, Harry, he's sweet and he's smart and, you know, he cares and that makes a difference, I think. But, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he went through so much crap on that ship. And so a former con, an ex-con, gets promoted, mm-hmm. demoted, promoted mm-hmm. again. <laughs> yeah. I'm t- talking about Tom Paris, you know, all, all while he's just a, a lowly ensign. And uh, it, was, it was funny. There was an episode, actually, where um, the, uh, uh, the Voyager was getting some letters from home, some, some communications, because they were using that the big, uh, uh, big relay that the, um, all the guys that tried to take it over the, uh, oh, geez, the, the big guys, the, the Herogen. Um, so they had taken that over and were, were using that and Harry's parents were, were on. So he's talking to his parents and, uh, you know, his, his mom brought that up too about not being promoted. And, uh, he says something like, well, it's a, it's a small ship. There are only so many rooms, uh, so much room for promotion. And so his mom offered to, uh, uh, said she, she talked to the captain for him. <laughs> it's a small ship. There are only so many command positions available. This captain Janeway sounds like a lovely woman. Maybe I should write her. Which mom. <laughs> a total, it's a total mom thing to do, but you know, that's, right. that's not, that's not really going to work. Well, the only time he got promoted was if it was an alternate universe or a, uh, a different timeline or when it didn't matter. So I guess poor one out for Harry. You know, we're just going to have to write a fanfic that explains why, uh, you know, he is an ensign. Let's do it. We can just take a drink in his honor. We should. We definitely should. Oh, and Marie, going back to you saying, you know, how, how good looking he was. Did you know that going into the fourth season, um, so they needed to boost ratings. The ratings were kind of wobbling a little bit. And in uh, Rick Berman and um, Brandon Braga's ever wise decision, they decided, all right, to get these ratings up, we need someone that's very attractive, very ample. We need to go for that, uh, you know, that, that teen, early 20s demographic. Um, that, that's where they, that's where they got Jerry Ryan. And so it was going to be kind of a, kind of a full cast. Uh, basically they were going to trade. It was either going to be, uh, Garrett Wang or, uh, Jennifer Lynn that was going to go because they didn't, I guess they felt, well, if we're bringing on seven of nine, she's going to be the new, the new focus. And so we don't need both of the other two songs got to go. And uh, for the longest while, it was going to be Garrett Wang. We were going to lose Harry Kim to one of the multiple deaths, sucked out of space, shot, et cetera, et cetera. But um, then he was, uh, he was voted, uh, was, it, was, it was the most handsome. Was it Times? Or no, was it uh, TV Guides? Most handsome man of the year? Mm-hmm. And um, so he got this award. And the producers decided, all right, we got to keep him because it was that instant publicity. So that was why uh, Kess was written out. I think they made the right decision there, but you know, 
I'm biased. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think I think mm-hmm. it was right because when I when I did a rewatch of uh, Voyager a couple of years ago, and and I had seen it when it originally aired, uh, well, most of it, and I kind of forgot. Just I didn't really care too much for for Kess, nor the dynamic between Kess and Neelix. I, I, I was just to me, I felt like Neelix grew and got better once we got rid of Kess. I just was never a fan of her. I don't know what it was about her character. Maybe I'm just extra critical about it just because of her relationship with Neelix, but it just didn't interest me. And when she was gone, I didn't miss her. Jay, I think you highlighted why Harry Kim is still an ensign. You see, in the original timeline, the writers got rid of Harry Kim in favor of Kesh and brought Seven of Nine aboard. And then when Harry Kim returned to the uh, Voyager in Fury, he destroyed not just Voyager, but all of the writers. And so they had to go back in time, change their decision, and keep Harry Kim. Because when Kess returns to Voyager in Fury, she gets to watch a hologram of herself and leave in peace. <laughs> oh, I like boy. that. I, I like that that theory there. I like now, that too. Before we go on to the to the next one, I, I just want to give you one more little thing about about Harry Kim, and this is more of like a, um, a Dag's Trek trivia, the Dag the Trivia Master kind of thing. So, Dag, you'll love this. Did you know? that the Harry Kim we have in season seven is not the Harry Kim we had through seasons one to six. I did know that he got replaced with his. Well, in the episode parallax, uh, he dies and is replaced by his other self. Right. But parallax happened in like season one. So what happened in season seven? Let's um, hold on, man. Let me, yeah, it was, um, uh... Let's see. Hold on just a second. I, I'm, I'm looking on, on memory alpha because I, I'm trying to recall if it was towards the end of uh, uh, season six or beginning of, of season seven. But yeah, I, I know that. Um, you know what? Dag's wrong. It's not. It's not parallax. Yeah, it definitely was not parallax. I'm. I'm just. I can't. How many times did he you're die? Gonna, you're gonna have to take. You're gonna have to take my word on that the one. So deadlock. He uh, he dies. Um, uh, he and his alternate universe self uh, brings the infant Naomi Wildman, who died in the original timeline, mm-hmm. uh, through a breach with him. Well, yes, there there is that part, but um, season seven, Harry was a was a clone. Of, of the of the original and i just i, I cannot I, i've seen that often but of course now that i'm looking for it it is uh it's it's not found but i i are you yeah. talking about the the deuterium clone nope Mm-mm. okay, okay. yeah well, no not, not even that one. yeah find it just talk about it just bring it up let's talk about it <laughs> right yeah yeah but challenge no, the trivia master let's do this right right <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'll do? I'll find you, you guys. You guys go ahead and move move on to the to the next one while I, while I look for this, and then I can just jump right in with the. Uh, ah, I found it. <laughs> All right, Dag. Uh, did you want to take on the next one, number eight? Oh, I'm happy to do this. All right, so we got this meme. 
It's titled like giving candy to a baby. And it's got Janeway all cool and self-righteous, probably in the engineering set. And the top line says, give the Kazon replicators? That violates the prime directive. Help the Borg build weapons of mass destruction? Totally fine. Well, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, totally. that fits. I mean, if you recall, the 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 whatchamacallit guys with the H, the Herogen guys, they got a hold of Replicator Tech and they created a bunch of sentient holograms who were bent on killing organics. So yeah, let's not give the Kazon, who are arguably dumber than the Herogen, Replicator Tech. The Borg, we're just going to give them weapons. They're just going to blow up the weapons. Replicator Tech can be used for so much. Very bad. Yes, yes. And so yeah, you're right. Janeway seemed to be pretty uh, pretty selective about how and when she violated the Prime Directive. And it wasn't only the Prime Directive, but if you recall, there was uh, there was that episode, going back to Harry Kim again, when Harry mm-hmm. Kim ended up getting um, that, uh, the, that disease, that infection, after um, having relations with a, uh, another alien, with an alien female. And so, yeah, yeah, he... I got space herpes or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yes, so, so basically Janeway, you know, dressed him up one side and down the other uh, about that behavior and everything else. And I'm thinking, isn't this not the same woman that had a romance with a holographic character in Fairhaven? Right. Well, she just does what she wants. What can you say? She, uh, she's uh, the captain. So, you know, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, do whatever the hell you want. She has no one to answer to. Starfleet is far away. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Do you agree with them helping the Borg? I've always wondered, like, um, what I would do in that position. I, I think it was, I, I really think it was a case of we have to go through Borg space. That, that was established in the first part of um, Scorpion and Scorpion mm-hmm. part one. They got to uh, Borg space, had to go through it, could not get around it. So they happened to find themselves uh, upon an enemy, another alien species that were uh, more powerful than the Borg. However, you know, Janeway reasoned that, well, we could probably reason with the Borg, but we can't even communicate with, with this other very hostile species. So. And it wasn't, it wasn't their space she was trying to go through. So I, I think really she played the lesser of two evils on that and had to somehow keep the Borg off their butts while they went through this. I think it was supposed to take several years to get through their expanse of, of space. So, you know, what, what are you going to do? Negotiate with the Borg. Yeah, makes perfect sense to me. Now this next one. Okay, so we've got number seven. I like this one. Number seven. Working harder, not smarter. And uh, so you've got the EMH, got the emergency medical uh, hologram here, the doctor. Please state and the nature of the medical emergency. <laughs> you're you're going to love this because I, I never thought of this. Could download information directly into Matrix. Reads data pad instead. This really annoyed me, actually, when I was watching the series. Um, I mean, both times I went through the whole thing. 
and don't be wrong, I love the doctor. He's one of the best, like, strongest parts of the whole show. But really, like, save yourself some time. What would be the reason why he would do that? Just to be more human? Protocol one. When you can act human, act human. Well, Data did the same thing. You would think that Data could connect to the Wi-Fi and wouldn't have to screw around with the consoles all the time on the Enterprise. Wi-Fi was <laughs> outlawed due to the Kitama Accords. <laughs> Wi-Fi was banned just like... Uh, what What else was banned with the Kitama Accords? Uh, that... that that, that weapon, that ISO weapon from Insurrection. Yeah, I, right, right. The isolinear um, weapon. Not isolinear. It's isolitic. Isolitic. Yeah. Sorry. Isolitic. An isolitic tear, and our warp cords dragging it like a zipper across space. <laughs> because they still have zippers in the twenty fourth century. Right. Right. Well, no. Yeah, they do. I, yeah. I no. No. They do. That's the weirdest part. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, you're right. Twenty fourth century. We still have zippers. I was a member of a Star Trek role-playing group, uh, and I, you guys know I constantly talk about this outside of the RP, outside of the uh, chat, but uh, I played uh, an emergency medical hologram, and this was one of the things that I immediately integrated into my character's functionality was I'm never going to read anything, <laughs> and I'm going to have constant knowledge of where every crew member is and their bio signs at all times. It's actually really good. Because I, I can't. Right. Why wouldn't you? Plus, then you just would be able to answer people's questions. Well, where's Big J? What's he doing? Oh, he's in the bathroom. Well, I you mean, there were some limitations that I built in due to like privacy and to avoid God modding. But, you know, anything that was medically relevant to the character mm -hmm. would be uh, available at all times. Oh, like if someone was having a heart attack, you'd be able to beam them to medical. Right. right. Oh. That's really there clever. Was, there was one time when the ship was about to be destroyed after everybody had abandoned the ship because the EMH is integral to ship systems and we didn't have um, portable emitters on this ship. Uh, the commander of the ship contacts um, the, the main computer of the ship and transfers all command codes to the EMH, who then holds off the Jem'Hadar in a valiant sacrifice to save the rest of the crew so that's like the um, emergency command hologram yeah without all those cool procedures right <laughs> hey marie you want to read number six sure so this one is probably my favorite one so it's galactic redundancy and it has janeway you know when she's older and she um it's at the very end of the season where they go back in time and so she's sitting there staring off and she go and it says at the top gets Voyager home. And then the bottom, it says travels back through time to get it home faster. And I don't know about you, but that is, that screams Janeway to me. So this is actually the subject of a fragged episode that I'm writing. Oh, great. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, gets void, you know, it's basically the same concept. Janeway uh, goes back in time to get Voyager home faster to spare the viewer from an additional 16 seasons of Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> oh, I guess they had to come up with something, but I don't know. Well, just, does anybody I mean, have any like immediate how they would have ended Voyager if you had had any thoughts on that? 
without um, time travel and and this cool i mean endgame was cool but it was kind of uh deus ex machina mm-hmm. that's that's tough that's really tough well one and remind me that I, I don't understand what this gets voyager home travels back through time to get it home faster i i'm not immediately understanding that one like i, I don't i don't quite get that one but let me let me skip that for right now so that's tough because part of me wants to say that yes they should definitely be home by the end of the episode but then another part of me says okay well what would it have been like if they the end of the series and just this kind of uh you know battlestar galactica sort of you know searching for the way home and, and never really getting there or, or sort of a, sort of a lost in space kind of right right yeah Captain Catherine Janeway never returned home <laughs> you're right well the the show was always about the journey I, I think so more about the journey not the destination um but I don't know if, if I could have picked any way to do it I I, I still think I, I probably would have just gone ahead and played it safe and have them have them get home now a lot of uh, topics that I see about that very question is uh, a lot of fans say well they should have been home by the end of the first hour somehow or another uh, of the episode and then spend some time on the the post return home and that Mm -hmm. kind of takes me back again to the the show was about the journey not the destination i i don't believe they ever intended on doing anything more than showing earth in the background as they go to the end credits it's absolutely true and i agree that there really would not have been a better way to end that because you can't just debrief seven years abroad in an hour of a two-hour show you wouldn't be able to get home in that first hour and then have everybody like wow you're home and and condense all of the emotion of the return into a single hour it would have been too much it, it would have been just way too much to try to condense and you know, you know, Star Trek fans, they still wouldn't have been happy if, if they actually did do that. I had this idea that Voyager, you know, an alternate take on Voyager would have been them shooting through the Gamma Quadrant to get to the Bajoran wormhole. Mm-hmm. And that would have taken that show through a different take on the Dominion and the other worlds there. And maybe Voyager helps create an alliance of dominion subjugated worlds to fight the dominion on their own turf. And then, you know, around season five, uh, they actually execute some stuff that messes with the dominion in the gamma quadrant that forces the founders hands along with whatever Cisco's doing. Cause that's the end of the war at the end of Voyager season five. And then it's two more seasons of them going through the Gamma Quadrant to get home. And that's a very interesting concept. But the counter that I've heard of that is mm-hmm. from where they ended up, they were like, uh, they were dropped off at the edge of the Delta Quadrant. Basically, uh, there was a lot of, you know, they did the math kind of things. And the time and distance to get from where they ended up in the Delta Quadrant to Earth. I, I believe was roughly as much as it would take to get to where um, the gamma quadrant end of the wormhole was. However, 
the the problem uh, at that time was um, that they didn't. I don't think they knew or there was a guarantee that that would be there. I also believe um, I'm trying to try and think back uh, as to the details of the counter argument, but that they did know of the Dominion, or at least by that point when Voyager left, they were known of. They weren't in full scale war, but basically the the whole go through the gamma quadrant get to the other other end of the wormhole was you know it's it six and one half dozen in the other and it was not actually uh, perceived as a benefit because they knew where earth was to get to it there was i don't think there was believed to be a guarantee that that other end of the wormhole would be there and i don't recall why that was a, a thought but it would it really came down to in this uh, kind of discussion before that heading straight to earth really was the right call, but Hey, what, you know, that's, that's I gotta, I gotta put my hands up. Like, you know, whenever you give someone advice, you gotta put your hands up. Like, well, what do I know? Just in case your advice ruins their life. Marie, what do you think? No, I'm just sitting here just thinking about it. Like what would I have done if I was writing this? And, you know, maybe I just really like alternate timelines and time travel too, but I didn't mind what they did. I mean, I do agree that I wish they would have covered the art, you know, the story arcs a little bit better at the end and kind of wrapped it up a little differently, maybe given it 15 extra minutes or so. But other than that, it was all right. Shall I continue with number five? Please do. I like this one. The title of this is Feeling Cute Might Violate the Prime Directive. And this meme is a riff off of the popular swerving into the exit lane meme. Mm -hmm. Uh, The signs for this swerving meme are straight ahead, cut five years off your 75-year journey. And to the left, do a bit of sightseeing. Maybe violate the prime directive a bit with Voyager drifting off into the the turn lane there. (laughs) By drifting, I don't mean like drifting through space. I mean like Tokyo drifting. (laughs) (laughs) they did a good job copying there were moments that were there were moments that were very interesting like um there's coffee in that nebula like yeah coffee coffee is really well hey coffee is important dag you're talking to somebody who has like two cups a day right you gotta have coffee well and here's the thing that that bothered me about the the whole premise of the show and this this meme here is absolutely right every time a squirrel ran by it was squirrel tom pair set course for whatever random anomaly that's diverting us from our path and they'd go investigate i mean i get that this is a once in a lifetime kind of thing and that they can get all this data and science and exploring etc cetera, etc cetera. but the thing is still you're you're in a uh, uh, pretty much an unknown quadrant. The only thing you know about it is that one of these days you're probably going to come across the Borg, and th- that alone w- would kind of you know make me want to want to haul ass back home a- instead of the sightseeing. Now, if it were to uh, get supplies, provisions, or whatnot, because you you, you got to remember when Voyager left Deep Space Nine to go track down Chakotay. Um, ended up, ended up in the, in the badlands that was, they, they were not staffed or stocked for any kind of 
long range mission because that's not what they were about to do. There was, there was no reason to, uh, to be loaded up. Like you were going to go to the other end of the galaxy. So, uh, they, they were pretty much ended up there with not a lot to, uh, to start with. And that was the thing was, um, now, now granted the, the first couple seasons, uh, and then this is, this is a great, uh, ex- explanation. When I, when I heard this, it, it's, this can change your life about Voyager. So if you recall, it seemed like for the first two or three years, they kept kind of coming around the same aliens or even the same, uh, bad guys, you know, in the, in the Kazon. It, it would be like if you got in your car to drive across the Midwest, got to a random gas station and saw somebody from your hometown. But like that happened more than once. So the, the numbers on it were just completely out there. You know, why are we still coming across certain people? So the theory that I, uh, that I read was that when Boyer got Neelix, they, they, they picked up Neelix was, was their guide. He kind of knew a, a decently sized area of, of space there. And what they, what this person said was the first couple of years, Voyager was basically doing a lot of big figure eights around in places that Neelix knew about as they were stocking, supplying, et cetera, et cetera, before they really went to where no one knew anything about. And I said, you know, that, that just blew my mind. That makes sense. They, they were not going for a straight line towards earth at, at, you know, warp six, seven, eight, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they weren't going straight line and, and somehow continuing to keep getting, you know, running into, a uh, 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 Mach Cola and some of these other, you know, other recurring characters of species. And that made sense. It was because they were just flying around where, where Neelix knew. And, uh, they eventually did do that. They eventually did head more straight towards, towards home. And that's when we got, uh, that episode when, uh, uh, Neelix was considering leaving because Voyager was kind of getting to that area of space that he didn't know about. And so he was about to lose his usefulness. Uh, didn't think just, you know, just being a cook was going to, was going to cut it. Do you, I don't know if you recall that one, but, but yeah, there was a point where they finally were getting to where he wasn't familiar with. I just blew your minds. I can tell. You kind of did. I, I need Marie to do number four. Number four. Well, to end up before I move on to number four, because this one is titled a little thing called a spore drive. But before we get there, I didn't want to comment on, I can see where you're coming from, Big J. I agree with it. And, you know, Neelix just had to do what he had to do. I think he probably would have stayed regardless if he was useful or not. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I'm glad he stayed. I just want to throw that out to you for anyone who was kind of wondering in the back of their minds as, uh, as to, well, if they're more or less heading straight for Earth, why is it after two or three seasons they keep running into the same people? And, and that, was, that was why, because they were just kind of circling around areas that Neelix knew about because they had to stock up for the real uh, journey back home. Mm-hmm. Well, meme number four on screenran.com. This one goes in discovery a bit. And now that discovery has came on, it really does make sense. So it says 
there it's the same picture of Janeway with a cup of tea. Well, it's coffee, but you know, it's kind of got like that drinking tea kind of um, meme that goes on. And it says mushroom drive that can go anywhere in the universe. Never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and okay. So there's going to be spoilers here. I'm going to give some spoilers. So for uh, anyone, anyone listening, now's the time to uh, fast forward a little bit. So yes, you are correct that up until the season finale of season two of discovery, and I'm talking like the last five minutes, they wrapped up that whole thing because you're right. The, the entire, for the entirety of the first two seasons of discovery, I can't tell you how many times that came up. Uh, you know, why, why didn't Voyager just use a, you know, spore drive to get home? Okay. Well, a few reasons. One. Don't say it. <laughs> Voyager to, was I haven't filmed. Seen it yet. Well, I'm not going to give a, uh, dang it. All right. Cover your ears. Uh, cover your ears, Dag. Yes. Yes. Well, no, he's going to have to listen to this podcast and then he's going to hear it. But <laughs> okay. So let me, let me just, let me just tell you that there is, there is a good reason. And I, I won't, I won't go any, any more into that. Yeah, I watched the season and I can't remember. I'm dying uh, to know now. Well, Dag. yeah, thanks, Dag. Thanks, Dag. <laughs> just, just blame Dag. It's all Dag right. on it. Dag on it, Dag. Dag can make it up for us by reading the next one. I will be happy to do so. <laughs> so number three is titled There's the Right Way and Then There's the Jane Way. And this... Uh, meme is a riff off of the uh, smart guy gets thrown out of the business meeting meme. Uh, You've got the senior staff of Voyager sitting around a table and Janeway says, how can we get home as fast as possible? And Chakotay says, let's contact our spirit animals. Tom Paris says, we could turn ourselves into lizards. And the guy who's going to get kicked out of the window says, or maybe stop going on dangerous side quests and just fly home. To which Janeway is notoriously incensed, and the dude gets kicked out the window. Oh, poor guy. He's definitely well, dead. It's funny. It's oh, Unless he's Harry Kim, he'll be back. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> poor Harry. Oh, maybe that's why he's still an ensign, because he keeps saying, like, Hey, hey, all these dumb ideas are dumb. Can we just go home already? Yeah. Can we please just go <laughs> home? Jesus. No, that's a good theory. And so. I, I love this one because it's 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 so true. Like, you know, if, if I have to hear Chakotay talk about his people one more time. You know, Robert Beltran said something or, or tweeted something or, or something something that was like, Basically said the same thing. Like, if I have to do anything about Chakotay's spirit animals one more time, he he was not happy with the way the writers wrote uh, his character and the way, I think, you know, just the way that it was represented on the show. Well, this is really know. awkward. Yeah, well, and you know why? You want to know what probably contributed to that? No, I we do want to know. I, I want to know. I do not know. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us, Big J. Okay, so here's the thing about uh, uh, Chakotay in the character. Did you know 
and this is another uh, dag, the trivia master, going to get you on this one. So did you know that the uh, there was a, a consultant, uh, apparently a Native, Native American consultant on the character? And I'm, I'm going to have to look up the guy's name. I'll do that in a minute. But um, it was a fake. It's a fake. It had to have been. So, yeah, yeah. He, this, this guy that was like consulting on the character, it ended up being, and this was discovered, I think, several years after that he was a fraud. He was like not even Native American. Right. Oh, boy. That's just embarrassing. <laughs> oh, they just have this consultant and they didn't even do the research on if it was someone who's Native American or not. You think they knew or they just were trying to make everyone happy for. Uh, so, yeah, that that's let me let me look here. Let me. Um, OK, so the guy's name was and, and I'm I'm sure I'm probably mispronounced. High water. Of course, Dag knew that. Dag's the trivia master. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, he was a, let's see, he was an American writer and journalist of Eastern European Jewish ancestry. So, and from the late 60s, claimed to be of Cherokee and Native American ancestry. Uh, he published extensive, and this is from, from Wikipedia, uh, he ex- published extensively under the name of, uh, what was it, Jama- Jamaica? Jamaki? I believe we're going to butcher this name either way. So we would just like to apologize to anybody who actually knows how to pronounce this name. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so, so basically, he he spent a good time of his life posing as as a Native American, writing about Native Americans, playing the part, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so, yeah, it, it eventually came out that he was this was you know completely false and. Yeah, this guy, you know, was basically like the the consultant of the Native American people and, and whatnot for the for the character. And it was a he's a big phony. He's a big phony. He's not Native American. He's a journalist of Eastern European Jewish ancestry. That's just embarrassing. That's embarrassing for everybody. Hey, fake it till you make it. That's true. Get, I you know, guess so. Put it on your resume. Let them catch you. Don't hurt people or misrepresent them on a really awesome show for seven years. I agree. It's just, it's embarrassing. It's, uh, it's inexcusable almost just because there has to be other people who are writing in telling them like, Hey, yeah. Don't you think that someone who knows would kind of be like, Hey, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Whoever you've got helping you on this. Is, is is wrong and you start to be able to, to pick out some things if, if you're in the know, you know like for example there's also, there's also like that that appeal to authority kind of thing if if i'm the only person you know and i purport myself as an expert and somebody else comes along and tells you i'm not an expert and i tell you don't listen to that person you kind of go with me because you've already made an investment in trusting me That's um fair. yeah you're right no i'm not wait it's not the time for that Right. Well, no, it, it really, uh, and you're right. Unfortunately, that that does kind of kind of make sense. I can only imagine how frustrating frustrating it would be for me if I heard a character on TV that was supposedly uh, uh, coached and prepped and uh, trained by you know someone who knew computer stuff and whatnot, and they had this person saying uh, cache. Uh, you talk about the you know the browser cache or computer cache. You you hear cache and you're in IT. I mean that just sounds like fingernails on a chalkboard 
And I'm sure that's what anyone who was a real Native American was probably going through. Like, hey, man, something's not right. But I digress. Jay, do you want to read number two? Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me take number two. Okay. So the title of this one is Geocentrism Gone Wild. So we've got a, um, a photo here of, of Janeway. This has got to be uh, an outtake. <laughs> like a, a we're, we're taking pictures for publicity and, the, and this one's an outtake um, because you've got uh, Kate Mulgrew in her in her uniform uh, with just kind of this funny laugh look on her face. She looks like someone just told her a dad joke. And that's the look. <laughs> she totally does. Yes, that, 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 that is the, the dad joke. look. So here we go. We've got captain of a starship believes the sun orbits the earth. Okay, so I'm gonna. I don't get that one. And it's it's up pretty high. So apparently, I must be the only one who doesn't get it. I don't really know either. But Kalina, the uh, author of the article, she explains a little bit down below that um, Kate appeared in a documentary about it, and so it's pretty interesting that she would be a lead in you know a science centric kind of you know show but then participates in you know documentary about geocentrism hmm. i did okay. not know that so she she phoned in a performance on a, a documentary that talked about that right what what's the name of that documentary let's find it so, so you have to do the over voice of sir alex guinness being like from a certain point of view <laughs> Good, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to do that also. So basically, this this meme um, is more about Kate Mulgrew doing this documentary than it is to have anything to do with Captain Janeway. Maybe that's why I don't quite get it. That that, that was to, for for this to be on this meme. That's kind of a reach because right. you know it, it. This is something that's completely outside of Star Trek and about something else that the, the actors did. I, I'm, I think I'm going to have to disagree with this number two right here. This, it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit. Look, okay. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm sure she did that documentary said that claim she got tricked, whatever that has nothing to do with Captain Janeway. Oh, she got tricked into well, it. That's what it says. The article, that's what the article said happened. Oh, I'm That's sorry, the article the article says that she claimed she was tricked into doing it. The name of the film is called The Principal. Mm-hmm. And while I can't seem to immediately in my cursory Google video search find a copy of that, there are a tremendous amount of uh, criticism videos. Um, some of the thumbnails here feature notables, uh, such as, uh, physicist, uh, Michio Kaku, um, and, and other, uh, people in the science community debunking the film itself. Um, I haven't watched any of these to see if any of them, uh, say anything against Kate Mulgrew herself, uh, but the top three results on the search for Kate Mulgrew geocentrism are her speaking out and declaring that she is not a geocentrist. <laughs> oh boy, things that you I, can't imagine yourself saying. 
when you need a job, you need a job. That's true. Well, thanks for digging that up for us. Why don't you finish us off with number one? So number one is aesthetically pleasing. Before I read it, I just really love these Voyager racing suits that Tom and Harry are wearing here. They remind me a lot of my favorite uniforms from Star Trek Online with the white shoulder and then the uh, the red piping with fading into gray and black. Where do they get these uniforms? Uh, they they replicated them, of course. But aren't they supposed to be not screwing around with the replicators and only doing it for important stuff? And that's part of the focus of this meme. Titled Intergalactic Drag Racing, the top text reads, should be focusing on making technological advancements to get Voyager out of the Delta Quadrant. Decides to do some intergalactic drag racing to meet alien babes. I mean, can you blame them? Well, I mean, w- wouldn't you? You know, they look really nice. So. It's going to take 70 years to get home. What's another day? Mm-hmm. And you're right. You're right, Marie. They do look sharp. In regards to Voyager's resources, you know, what if they just put their regular uniforms in the replicator and replicated these? And then when this episode was done, they put these back in the replicator and got their other uniforms back. Hmm. No, they they definitely should keep them and just like wear them sometimes, you know? Well, naturally, we never saw those uniforms again. Yeah, but we can write a fanfic about it. Another fanfic. (laughs) Right. We we already did that. It's it's called Star Trek Online. It's it's been out for like over 10 years, Marie. If you haven't played by now. (laughs) Make it so. No, I have been playing a little bit of Star Trek Online. It is free. Oh, you have been. Okay. I'm only level 10. I did a little stuff on Ryza, but you know, I'm kind of slowly getting into it. We'll see how it goes. But you know, the uniforms are nice. They definitely need to take some time for some, you know, leisure activities. Do you know what this article makes me want? What's that? It makes me want to do the top 10 times Voyager could have gone home, but Janeway said no. Yes. Like three of them have to be Q showed up. Right. <laughs> Q showed up the first time and he was like, hey, decide uh, decide in my favor and I'll take you home. And she was like, no. And then Q showed up again and was like, hey, fight in my civil war and we'll take you home. And Janeway was like, okay. And Q was like, I lied. And then the <laughs> yeah. third time, Q showed up and was like, hey, Janeway, babysit my son and I'll take you home. And she's like, seriously? And he's like, no, but I'm leaving here in anyway. oh i love all the episodes q son played by keegan delancey john delancey's real life son son, hey we should have a spinoff with keegan delancey and and daniel stewart oh my god that is how do you think of this stuff that is great i don't know it's up there somewhere i think one of the hedgehogs has the day off it's got to be because that is a a Wild idea. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like it too. So yeah, these these were some good memes. I I, I like them. They were pretty interesting. Um, I, I think we should definitely get this in the hands of the uh, of the person who wrote this article for Screen Rant. Yes, thank um, you, if, Kalina. Yes, yes. I, I think she'll she'll definitely like this. So um, and uh, yeah, yeah. That was 
this was a great read. It was it was pretty funny, and it really really made you think about Voyager in uh, probably in a new way. And if you listen to this and you like what you have heard, feel free to click on any link somewhere that will include a direct link to the Screen Rack article, so you can make fun of it just as much as we did. Well, I don't know about you, but if you've got it, I could go for some Dag's Trek trivia. Star Trek Voyager, Tom and Bellana had a daughter named what? I know this one. What oh, I know this one. I mean, I don't know it, know it. I know it. I should I should know it. Um, four possible answers. Okay. Is it Lursa? Bator? Nope. Miral? Or Biel? It's Miral. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it was Merle. Kess, being Ocompan, had a lifespan of how many years? It was a very short amount of time. Um, I'm going to guess like something like six or something. I'm going to go seven. Both of you are very close. Nine. nine. I wanted to say nine. Damn, I did too. I but I it's thought it was too seven. close to seven of nine. Oh, ooh, interesting. But no, yeah, I, I should have said nine. And a did you know here, when the Ocampan people were being planned out in the production, the idea was to originally have them be very androgynous, much like the Janai from Star Trek The Next Generation episode, The Outcast. I did not know that. The next question. Eugene is the middle name of which Voyager character? Tom Harris. Pretty easy because he's like the only human male American <laughs> on the crew. Right, yeah. Harry, Eugene, Kim, get back to the station. <laughs> Harry's Tom middle initials are actually SL. Harry SL Kim? Harry SL Kim. Check out the Memory Alpha page for more. Interesting. Today I learned. I didn't know that either. So, okay, let's, let's jump away from Voyager here really quick. Uh, Murray, give me a Star Trek franchise. Oh, uh, we'll just go with Deep Space Nine. I don't know any of them. Star Thank Trek Deep Space Nine. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. In the Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode, Trials and Tribulations. Do you know this episode? Yes. The, it's the one with the tribbles on Deep Space yeah. Nine. Yeah. On what planet? Had Arn Darvin been stranded prior to arriving on the Defiant? Ooh, even I'm drawing a blank on this one. Um, Here's some options. Is it Kronos? Is it Cardassia Prime? Is it Galorndin Kor? Or was it Beta Zed? I'm going to guess Cardassia Prime. It's close. Bing, bing, bing. You are correct. Arn Darvin had been stranded on Cardassia Prime after the outbreak of the Klingon-Cardassian War. That's right. That's right. He was he was stranded. Do you know, actor Charlie Brill reprised the role of Arn Darvin over 29 years after his after doing it the first time in uh, the original Triple episode. Of the original yep. Yep. That one I did know. Triples are great. Do you guys like them? Uh, they're like. Lazier cats, if that's even possible. They don't really do anything but sit there. Kind of like cats. I wrote 
I wrote like a really short fan fiction for the Star Trek Discord. They like a contest. Yeah. So, you know, triples are great. You guys just got to give them another chance. I hate triples. They're furry and boring and they get everywhere. They do get everywhere. Okay, Anakin. What are your opinions on sand? <laughs> it's warm and it's lovely to squeeze between my toes. <laughs> All right, Big oh. J, let's do one more trivia question. Okay, give, one more. Give me a franchise. Okay. All right. Let's do let's do Enterprise. All right. Star Trek Enterprise. In what city was Dr. Flox stationed before serving on Enterprise? San Francisco. Bing, bing, bing. Didn't even need the options. Great. Well done. You good guys job. Need Star Trek trivia. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. You know, not as quite as good as you guys know it, but you know, I'm getting there slowly. Yeah. You know what? It's not like I have a PowerPoint deck of a couple hundred slides. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like he has these on shuffle ready to go. <laughs> oh, well, it was nice to meet up with you guys about the memes. I know the articles just public uh, published recently on screen rants. Do not look at this on your mobile device. Please look at it. Oh, for the love of God, do not look at it on your mobile device. Do not do it. Just don't. Just go to screenrant.com directly on your computer and take a look at it. And don't forget to stay tuned for more segments by Beyond Trek Podcast. We are Beyond Trek Podcast. Lower your inhibitions and surrender your years. We will add inspirational and hilarious Trek content to your day. Your attention will adapt to subscribe to us. Resistance is futile.